the I didn't realize you liked me that way deal. Because it's one thing to receive McDonald's, but an entirely other thing to know that they woke up early to face the world and bring you McDonald's breakfast still hot in the bag. Appreciate you. There's a deal for every morning. Now grab two loaded sausage burritos for only three bucks. Prices and participation may vary. Single item at regular price. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Hey friends, it's Coco. It is another Sunday night edition of Coco's Corner episode two. I just want to say thank you so much for the encouragement and the support uh, so far. Uh, this is really amazing. I've been thinking about it all week long and still really have no clue what I'm doing. <laughs> um, but just thrilled that you guys want to hear about the story. And ultimately what I'm hoping for and praying about is that somewhere someone is going to hear this and they are going to say, this is me. I am her. We are them. And that everything is going to be okay. And listen, I'm using okay as loosely as I possibly can. Um, hope that you had a good week. Like I said, I've just really been uh, getting geared up for what the heck was I going to talk about next? I had so many people saying, what are you talking about next? I'm like, ugh, I don't know. So I just thought the natural thing would be to share um, my infertility story. I have a very, very special guest. Uh, this guest is someone that I've known for 11 years. Oh, yeah. Mm. The best he, 11. He is uh, six seven. if you ask him. <laughs> Shrinking, though. Um, uh, we met at the club like you learned last week. <laughs> Uh, we got married in April of 2012, and I thought uh, we would be pregnant within, you know, just a couple of months, and that didn't happen. Please welcome, for the first time ever, in the Coco's Corner Studio, a.k.a. the bedroom where there is zero magic because it has been taken over by two babies and a dog and two cats, it is Jade. Sun. Yeah, that's me. Too bad I didn't have like your wrestler walkout music. I know. I'm like, <laughs> I need to have walkout music. That would like, be so good. Uh, We're okay. working on it. We're I, working yeah. on it. Yeah. I, I mean, I know that I can do it. I just, I haven't done yeah. it. I'm trying to keep this as simple as I possibly can. So. Yeah. It's Sunday night. What would your walkout music be? It's something we've talked about before. Mm, man. Uh, Don't say. So, well, it's changed oh, now. Okay. It's changed now. That, you know, becoming a dad does that. It changes things. Really? Yeah. Well, you were singing uh, Eminem the other day, so I feel like something. I, I always. Change. I mean, if you ask, <laughs> if you ask Travis, it's always going to be Justin Timberlake, you know. But uh, bringing sexy back. Yeah. Okay. All right. So imagine bringing sexy back is playing, and I say introducing Jason, and then I come on. Okay, because they look exactly the same, by the way. So be jealous. I married a uh, very, very tall, hairy. <laughs> Justin Timberlake. True. Which, oddly enough, everybody had a crush on back in the day when he was with... Was it Backstreet Boys? Insane. sync. Okay, see, I get my boy bands confused. Anyway, so, um, yes, thanks for joining us. So we, we got married in April, and, um, you know, 
obviously starting a family was, you know, on the radar. Yeah. I mean, we went as far as trading in your paid off sports car for the mom mobile. Oh, like within months. Yeah. It was like, we got married, we moved in the house. Okay, we need to get a mom mobile. Right, because I thought for sure we're going to have kids. We're going to do this. The other thing is, one thing you'll learn about Jason, he's so weird about cars and like even... Still. Like randomly, he's like, Whoa, "What do you think about this car?" I don't, nothing. Like that's not my jam. So, Jason was already apparently had been like looking. So yeah, we went out and got this giant SUV and rolled around in it empty yeah, for, for years. several years. <laughs> so, um, how did we find out that I was uh, infertile? So, producer note, uh, we've only been recording for five minutes. I had to stop for a pee break, get a bottle, and grab some notes. <laughs> we traded in my uh, sports car in for a mom mobile because we for real thought, shoot, we're pregnant. Oh, this is I mean, we're married, we're going to get pregnant, boom. Yeah. I mean, that's the order of things. Loosely. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's 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 what we wanted that to do. That was our plan. That was what, yeah. Funny how you say our plan when now we're... Yeah. Many, 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 many years later, and it's like, okay, it was never our plan. But yeah, at the time, we didn't know this, right? Because mm-hmm. let's be honest, we weren't in church. No, we like weren't. we are now. Well, yeah, we were. I, won't, I can't even say regularly, unre- you know, unregularly yeah. attending. It was Un- sporadic. Is that a word? Unregularly no. attending. Sporadically attending. Yeah. yeah. Before we get into you know what or how the story was I would like to dedicate this to all the women all the mamas all the friends all the aunties all the women in your life and the husbands too because you know it's husbands too that are um, dealing with infertility one in eight couples are dealing with infertility it's a crazy statistic that's a big number 7.4 million women have received infertility services. Wow. A third of it is attributed to women. A third is for uh, the male partner. And then a third is both. And then that both is also like, we honestly don't know why you can't get pregnant. So you're infertile. 40% of struggling couples in which the male partner contributes is the case of infertility. 40%. Like, that's... That's a lot. And then there's 3% of us that actually have to do um, in vitro fertilization. So we're going to talk all about all of that um, tonight. But I just wanted you to hear some numbers. Like, it's actually very common. It's yeah. crazy to me that people think infertility is taboo to talk about or that we shouldn't be talking about. And so ultimately, I want everybody to well, you're not be alone. powerful in sharing your story, your journey. <laughs> Your story and um, your journey. Are you hungry, Mama? She may be. Your journey on uh, going through infertility. All right, producer note two. We have now switched babies. I'm now feeding Grace and Dada's feeding Levi. I took, I think I did the math. It was like 70 something, maybe not, maybe 50 pregnancy test because we had tried for, a long time for about three or four years on our own 
And then getting to the thing to where, okay, now, okay, I'm still not pregnant, still not pregnant. Let me go get the ovulation kits. Let me go get, let me mark it on my phone. Let me track it on the calendar. So it was really turning into like precise clockwork on right now at this very moment, we have to get down with the get down so we can have a baby. Which is stressful in itself. For sure. It's like you're scheduling times and then it's like, oh, nope, you know, we can't do anything right now because... We got work to do and, right, you know. And let's face it, there's nothing romantic about being on the clock. <laughs> that yeah. today's the day, this is what we need to be doing. And then all the gymnastic moves after <laughs> so that uh, everything will stick like it's supposed to. I mean, there was many, <laughs> many times where, like, I just look crazy in mm-hmm. here trying to, you know, do all the things. But you're you're so... Uh, desperate to to want to try all the things that you're supposed to do. So, you know, after looking up the 400 things to do, like at home to try to get pregnant naturally, it just still wasn't working. Now at this time, you know, Jason was working on the rig, so that was a big part of it too. Like not being at home. I mean, he was gone for two weeks at a time. Well, at least. Well, at yeah. that time, it was two on, two off, two mm-hmm. on, two off. You know, but sometimes, ladies, we all know you get with your best friend. Well, that two weeks just throws it all off. And now you're not even on the same schedule or cycle anymore. So we were just really running into that. It was just getting very difficult. And I have had so many people that told me, put it in a turkey baster. Even if it's on the rigs, do what you need to do. I actually paid $50,000 for somebody else to do that. Now that I, <laughs> now that I think about that, but... Uh, so it just wasn't happening, and I, I kept telling Jay, like, dude, when you get home, when you go to the doctor, 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 and it really started to drive a wedge into the relationship because that's all we were uh, talking well, about. Well, all I was really focused on because that's what I thought that we needed to do, you know, but because I just I knew something was wrong. Women have that. By the way. Yeah, and I just kept was like, you know, making excuses. Well, you know, I'm I'm gone a lot. Oh well, you know, we just didn't it just didn't happen this time. Well we'll we'll next time it's gonna it's gonna work, you know. Let's stay optimistic, you know. Yeah. Uh, let's not stress about it. So that would work okay, so he would kinda I'm like, it's not a big deal, it's gonna be okay and kinda downplaying like and she's really anxious on it and so in a way it makes her feel like I'm mitigating how she feels oh for sure and so then it, you know there's a whole another set of conversations and things that go with that yeah I mean it was ugly it was mm-hmm. rough we fought we argued we I, I would just get frustrated I mean I would just hang up because yeah he just felt like it wasn't important to him and that's not cool and I think well let me ask you this looking back and knowing what you found out, do you think he would have handled it differently? Or yes. would you have still... No, no. I, I, knowing what... Knowing what it, you know, what we ended up having to do... Okay, and maybe this is where... This is why this is important for guys, too. So that when your wife comes to you, that you take it serious right then and right there. Well, yeah, because... Speaking as, you know, from a guy's point of view, uh, ultimately it became a me issue. And 
knowing what but I know. But at the time, you didn't know no, that. No, at the time, I didn't know that. So and that's, that's what I just didn't. I had this fear that if it was something wrong with me, that somehow that made me less of a man. And I would rather not know about it, put my head in the sand, and pretend that everything's going to be okay, it's going to work out, okay. as opposed to saying, you know what, let's just go find out, so we can make a plan. Which, if we would have done that, we wouldn't have, I don't want to use the word wasted, because obviously now we have a story to share, but really, if you have been trying for a year to get pregnant... And you're not pregnant. You're having infertility issues. If you're over 35, which I was, Mm -hmm. and six months of trying and doing all the things and nothing's happening, that's a sign of infertility. So, I mean, really, we should have been to the doctor years ago just to kind of nip it in the bud and move forward. True. So, we finally go to the doctor. So, we finally go to the doctor. Jason finally says, okay, let's going to do this. I mean, he doesn't really want to. I know he doesn't want to. Um, but he, you know, he has to. And so we start the process. I go and do what I got to do down here and find out, you know, I'm a, I'm on the low side, which is low motility. Yeah. Low numbers. Right. And I'm also having to get all the blood work, all the tests, find out that I, uh, do in fact have like, um, uh, PCOS, which there's a big number in that too. Um, I wrote it down, but I lost the paper somewhere. Anyways, it's it's a it's a lot. Like a lot of women suffer with that polycystic ovarian syndrome, and that's difficult to get pregnant with. So I was dealing with that. I had to get um, several blood tests. I had to get this procedure called the HSG test, uh, which is where they put uh, a dye inside your a uterus and your fallopian tubes, and it is painful. Um, I've had that done three times. So Jason and I both were getting extensive tests. Oh, you know, month and month and month. And, okay, trying to figure out, trying to figure out, trying to figure out. And honestly, like I just, I got frustrated and just put everything on hold again. I was like, I just can't. Like it was just too, too much. much. Uh, got referred to another doctor, and that doctor. You know, kind of, you know, the, uh, doctors always can tell you to lose weight. So, what was kind of like, well, I don't know what's worse, being told you're fat or being told you're old. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, that, was uh, a, that was a difficult visit. You know, so, whatever. It, it is what it is. So, we get referred to uh, now the Fertility Clinic of San Antonio. Now, mind you, we are just trying to put this in a nutshell, but this was months Years. of... Well, years for you to finally say yes to the yeah. doctor. Okay. Mm-hmm. But months of just trying to figure out what the heck were we going to do. And finally, we are getting the, the referral to get up to uh, the fertility clinic in San Antonio. And for the first time in a long time, I was like super stoked and excited because now we're going to like the experts. Like now we're going to, this is what they specialize in. If they can do anything, yeah. you know, if anybody can do anything, they can. So we're excited. So, uh, we went to bed with joy in our hearts. I was so excited because tomorrow we were heading to San Antonio and it felt like we were on our way to all the answers in the world. Yeah. So 
We get to San Antonio, which felt super fast, but Jay felt like it took a long time I, to get I there. I swear, I think like we got stuck in a time vortex because it, it seemed like it took forever to get there. I don't know. I think I was just so anxious and excited to like get answers, you know, to find out what is happening, to to take those steps. Okay, we've done all this. Now yeah. we're making progress. Yeah. And now we're going to find out what's going on. So, it's kind of like you're going to Disneyland, you know? It takes forever to get there. Yeah, for sure. So, we get there. We're excited. They call my name. We get to the back. And I'm like, where do we get started? <laughs> where do we go? Who, who? What do I need to do? Um, and we just start talking about the different... Well, first, you have to take all your paperwork and all your stuff. So, now, you know, they can help figure out what it is. And um, basically, they were like, well, you're going to do... Uh, IUI, right? Yes, uh, I had to do the, I had to do another sample up there. Oh, let's go. Let's visit that for a hot minute. Yeah, That's... get it one hot minute. <laughs> uh, um, uh, well, I was gonna say when we gave him the paperwork again, Jason was like, "No, I just did that test. Yeah. No joke, a week or two ago, because Jason had to get." A surgery, like, I'm telling y'all, you guys, like, we were doing everything we could. I mean, Jason got a procedure done. He had many, multiple tests after the procedure, uh-huh. you know, all these things. And so when we get to San Antonio, like, we need another sample. He's like, I just did one. And he was like, no, I need another one. <laughs> and they were like, sir, just give us a sample. So, and then, you know... Coco over here is like, well, just do what you got to do, babe. Because she's done been through the rigmarole of all the tests. So she's like, it's about time you catch up. You know, go ahead. Go in there. <laughs> do what you got to do. I sure did. Because at this point, I'm like, just hurry up. Like, yeah. there, the, I will say the one thing about going through all of this is it really desensitizes you when it comes to going to the doctor. Because at this point, you don't really care. Like, yeah. anybody and their mama can be up in there in the exam room. Everybody can be talking about looking at your chart. You just don't care because now it's just come second nature and you talk about everything. Yeah. Everything and then some with these people who have now become, you know, there's one nurse that I'm still really good friends with. So, so anyways, Jason. They, they, they send me the thing. They're like, okay, sir, here, go into this room. Do what you need to do. And I'm awkwardly waiting in an office room just yeah. like. Right next door, mind you. I can hear her through the walls <laughs> in I, the sample collection area. And I promise you I wasn't like, oh, yeah. baby. No, no. <laughs> so that's that's awkward in itself. Mind you, and it's a busy place. There, You know, we already went over, like, how many people it's go also through this. like 10 it, in the morning. <laughs> it's 10 in the morning. We just drove what seemed like nine hours to San Antonio. And... Then it's like, oh, yeah, by the way, fill this up. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so get stuck into this room, and I can hear her next door. Well, And I'm sure I'm just randomly talking to oh, anybody yeah. that will talk to me because I'm so, like. She's, you know, she's excited, like, oh, what are, what are we doing? You know, what is this? What is that? You know, blah, blah, blah. And so there's that. Then you got the hustle and bustle. Mind you, it's, like, on the main hallway. <laughs> 
So I'm in With there. With like a freaking four inch gap of between the floor yeah, and the door. It was in the. It wasn't a four inch gap, but it was enough that anytime somebody can walk by, I would see the shadows. <laughs> I, I I could see like the shadows of people either walking by, stopping to talk, and I'm just like, oh my goodness, this is the hardest thing ever, ever. So is it wrong that I get joy out of this? Yeah. Just she do. She says one hot minute. It took me more like forty five. I was in there for a while trying to get this. To... We get it. Okay, yeah. so so get the sample, turn it in. They do a quick analysis there at the office, and they were like, "Wow, you know, your numbers are doing a lot better. We we think we're going to be able to do IUI. This is great. So yes, that's, we, yeah. we are celebrating." Yeah, no, for sure. We're like, this is bomb. This is exciting. So, um, IUI is just a, and quote unquote, again, a easier, yeah. right? Where they, um, you release your eggs and then they, um, put the sperm all the way in you. Yeah. This is the right one, correct? They put yeah, the sperm all the way in you. And then it's destined to, like, you're basically doing your own ovulation right then, right there. And it's, you know, this is going to work. So, yeah. it's all monitored while you do that. So, yeah, like, we're in San Antonio. We're about to celebrate because this is something that's just going to be easier, grateful, quicker, doesn't take as long. We're Cheaper. moving along. Yeah, cost effective. So, we're rock and rolling. And while in San Antonio, you always go out to eat. So, uh, we like to go to a couple places. But at that time, we were kind of stuck on eating some Italian foods. We went to La Contera and ate at Maggiano's. Yes, it was pretty good. You have to say it like that. Maggiano's. So, we ordered this amazing lunch and... Now, Jay and I just share, like, oh, my gosh, we're going to be pregnant. This is going to be amazing. We finally got all the answers. This is so great. I mean, we were finally on cloud nine after several years. Like, yeah. it just felt bomb. Joyful. Right? Exciting. And then the phone rings, and I know it's the clinic, and they're basically like, are y'all still in San Antonio? I said, actually, yes. We um, came up to eat some lunch, and they said, hey, uh, we went ahead and did the test on Jason's sample, we need you to come back to the office. And everything came crashing down at that moment. Yeah. We didn't know exactly what was... Because she would have said it on the phone. Yeah. Anytime a doctor says, can you come in, like, automatically you're like, something's wrong. Yeah. So, we, you know, got our ticket. We left. We went back over there. And that's when they told us. You know, uh, got us in there. And they're like, we had, we ran the additional testing. Jason... You have a rare condition. And in this condition, your body produces antibodies. Typically, it affects 40% of your stuff. You, sir, are at 100%. Everything yeah. is antibody proof. So, every single one. Yeah. Every single one was wrapped in an antibody. Which means if we would have done IUI, one of the work. They basically just, I don't know, what's the, t you, it was like, do you say swim? Yeah, the, it was like, it was, they were like, if Michael Phelps and Ray Charles, oh 
Because they were good. They were strong. They were getting the job done. But once they got to the finish line, <laughs> they, they, couldn't see they, the they, they couldn't see how to cross. And they couldn't get into the egg. Yeah. My egg was, like, protected. Like, now I need a sports person. Right. Yeah, yeah. It was... I, 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 what's the... I need the analogy, honey. You can't, you can't have a sports person. And my eggs don't get as analogy. Can't even well, think of one right now. You had Shaq down there protecting oh. <laughs> your eggs, just throwing all the shots left and right. Basically. Yes. All right. Well, good. I'm glad that my eggs are Shaq. Anyways, <laughs> so we, so, so it doesn't work. Listen, we can laugh about it now. Yeah. And anytime you're going through infertility or any kind of struggle, you've got to find the, the humor. quirky humor in it afterwards. So we we find this out and. The doctor is just like, it, I mean, but we, we can do this. We can do it. There is a way, you know. Um, okay. So and that's when they told us about in vitro. Yeah. So then we had to do the in vitro and then not only in vitro, but they had to do an extra cleaning process to get the antibodies away. Oh, yes. And so, you know, at this point, I'm kind of like just hearing cha-ching, 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 cha-ching. Because of all the different things that they're having to do. And we leave. Yeah. And that was a long ride home. There, was, there wasn't there was a lot of Now, murders. to me, this ride, now this is the same, you know, 10-hour period. Yeah. Or however long we up and however long we were in San Antonio. But to me, this ride is what stands out out of all the rides to San Antonio. Well, in the beginning. Yeah. And it was silence. I mean, I don't think Jay and I said any, a word each other until, like, Cal Allen. I was going to say, like, yeah, Orange Grove, Cal Allen, just yeah. because, I mean, didn't know what to say. And and It's hard and, to process. Everything. I think for me, it was processing how you felt. Yeah. Because I had already known that you felt a certain kind of way about not being able to provide you know, for the family, but I knew then that wasn't the time, so I just wanted you to work uh, through it. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm I'm going through in my head all of it was like uh, all of my fears and why I prolonged actually doing it. All of them came true. Oh yeah. And were like staring at me in the face and like you know what you're here you are. And so I'm just trying to process that the best I can and wasn't really equipped in that moment. And no. I mean, and mind you, we're in church. Now. Yeah, at, now at this point, yes, yeah. we are in church. Now we're in church. And so we get home and it, I got to get him some Pause. Pause. Pause for a bottle break. Sorry. Producer note three. Bottle we refill. have bottle refill. And we are rocking and rolling. We finally get to the house. And then that's when I start really verbalizing what I was feeling. Yes. And we're sitting in the living room. And, and I feel like t it's coming out like a machine gun at this point. Yes. Not directly towards me, but just kind of everything in general. I... And again, the house is dark. There's no lights on. We had actually been invited to dinner to some friend, with some friends, and we hadn't told anybody what was going on yet. Like, nobody knows what 
is the deal. We're sitting on opposite sides of the room, and I I just start venting all my frustrations and fears and, you know, calling out to God and asking him, you know, hey, why, why is this happening to me? Like, I'm a good guy. I, I'm attending church. I'm serving. I'm, I'm doing your will. I'm, I'm trying to be a better person. I'm doing all of these things. Why am I not able to have kids? Why am I not able to produce another generation? Why is this? Not even, And then, just the practicality of it. How are we even going to pay for this? Yeah. How? Where is this money going to come from? It, it, we don't have a money tree. This is expensive. How is this even going to happen? And as I'm just going through this and just pouring out my raw emotions, and I'm crying and everything. I'm just letting it all out. Coco, bless her heart, is just letting me vent and trying to be supportive and telling me that, you know, it's not your fault. It's not what you're doing. It's not what you've done. I mean, I'm questioning not whether I should even have kids. You know, maybe this is God's will. Like, just, I'm not even worthy to have kids. Yeah. You know, and just bringing up all these things. And as I'm just laying that all out there, across the room, and this, God spoke to us directly. Now, this is my favorite part of this particular day. And this is something that we have learned, like, through all of the trials or the bad news, there's got to be something that you can hang your hat on. And it's like, well, this was good, though. Yes. You know, like, this is an amazing thing. All right. I just had to share that because, like, this is what everything boils down to is this moment. This moment. In our, in our whole life where we have said, God, when will you speak to us? When will you talk to us? When will you tell us? How do we know? How do you hear God? Yes. You know, how do you know he's talking to you? Well, I guess we're a little bit more hard-headed. He had to use a direct approach because her cell phone was sitting across the room, you know, when just where we dropped it off coming in the house. It starts playing a song. It's an old Collective Soul song, December. It starts at the chorus in the middle of the song, and it's like, don't worry about it. Don't speak aloud. Essentially, just don't worry about it. That's all we're hearing. We just kind of look at each other. What? Okay. Yeah, as soon as what we hear is don't worry about it, I'm thinking, oh my gosh. All right. All right. Just don't worry about it. Okay. End the conversation. We really did. We, We prayed about it. We said thank you for that message. And we scooted off to dinner and put it all, you know, wrapped it in a nice little bow, you know, ran off to dinner, come home from dinner and I'm exhausted. Like it's just been a super crazy long day. I can't sleep. Uh, Just the day I'm still worried, you know, like where is this coming from? What is this song? Pops back in my head. So I'm sitting here and I Google it. What is this song's lyrics talking about? Don't worry about it. Don't don't question. If you're going to be lukewarm, I will spit you out. felt really convicted. I'm about to tear up saying this. But I was convicted in that moment. And I was convicted in that moment. Like, Jason, you're, you're over here talking about how you're all these things. And yet you're still questioning. And you're still holding back your faith in that in that moment. And so I woke up Coco. 
I woke up Coco and I was like, babe, you got to hear this. You got you got listen, like, look what this is saying. She's like, well, great. Write it down. You know, we go to bed, wake up the next day. Just a different feeling for me. Collective Souls lead singer is a son of a preacher. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I thought, well, out of all the bands, of all the things, which at the time I wasn't really listening to Christian radio, so that yeah. wasn't a Christian radio station that started playing. Like first time that we felt that God spoke to us in song, which later we have now found out that is called God speaking in stereo. So the next morning we wake up, I go outside, getting ready for work, and in the driveway sitting my challenger, that he had just bought because, oh, we forgot to tell you guys, he decides that it's time to quit. He gets off the rigs. We put all the faith in we're going to find a job somehow, some way, but he has got to be home for us to do this. So we took a huge pay sacrifice. He goes back to school. He cashes out your whatever the heck you had on the rigs. Mm-hmm. Listen, buys his freaking car, which... I was like, whatever, dude, if you need a car to whatever, make you happy because you're coming home, whatever the reason was, go ahead and do what you need to do, but you need to come home, which is kind of funny now how you don't need materialistic things to make you make yourself happy. So I look at this car and it just dawned on me and I turned around, I came back inside. I was like, babe, we got the money. And so I just took the car up. To the dealership, I reached out to the life group, and I was like, hey, pray for me. I'm fixing to sell my car, and we need this money for our uh-huh. our stuff. Mm-hmm. And so everybody was like, we're praying for you, brother. Well, I go in, and they pay out within 100 bucks of what we needed. How amazing is that? And then it was just in that moment, I was like, I just sitting there in the parking lot of the dealership and I'm just like thank you Jesus you know I can't doubt you you know you 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 are all things and it was right then and there we knew that he was going to take care of it we were going to figure out the rest and we will add on to part two of the IBF journey on Uh, What it was like, because I want to try to keep these uh, under 40 minutes, and we're pretty close to that. We will pick up on the part two of leading up to um, taking the medications and different things like that. Please, if you have any questions as we're going through this, if you'd like to add anything or you want to share anything, I can't wait to continue sharing the story with you. You're amazing. Thank you for encouraging us. Thank you for being part of this. <laughs> Levi agrees. I wish you just could have seen the look on his face. He was he is excited. just so happy. <laughs> Tell him, bud. Say, tune in to the next podcast, Coco's Corner, episode three on infertility. <laughs> Freedom is a feeling, and the best way to truly feel free is behind the wheel of a Jeep SUV. Find out what true freedom feels like at Jeep Freedom Days.
And now, financing at $2,500 total cash allowance on the purchase of a 2022 Jeep Grand Cherokee WK Laredo 4x4. Don't miss this great offer. Financing for well-qualified buyers through Chrysler Capital. Not all buyers will qualify. Residency restrictions apply. Must take retail delivery by 531-22. Jeep is a registered trademark. 